Hi everyone, Dylan and I are back with another episode of The Drop. We're going to hit y'all with a little MLP recap, a little bit of talk about the big news of the day that uh, Matt and Riley are done, Um, and maybe a little bit about the next draft, a little preview, but maybe not because what else are we going to talk about the next couple weeks other than that? Uh, So Dylan, hello, how are you today? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm fine. Are you in Missouri? I am. Which of those hats back there is your favorite? Um, I like the pit helmet, the one in the middle. Really? Would you ever yeah. wear that? Would you mind putting that on for us? Do you want me to wear it for this podcast? Yeah, I do. All right. It's pretty nice. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. It's a helmet? Yeah, I got it at the zoo when I went with uh, I went to the zoo with Matt Chow, and he got us he got us some pit helmets just to kind of put us in the you know the safari mood. Wow! So did you just get this one? No, it was from last year. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, you don't have to wear it the whole time. I just wanted to see that. that that's amazing. Thanks um, for giving me a chance to show it off. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so now everyone has seen Dylan in a pit helmet. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Um, all right. Let's just open things up with the big news of the day. Uh, Matt and Riley no longer playing together. When did you find out about that, Dylan? I found out about that yesterday. Oh, did someone reach out to you? Yeah. Matt Matt texted me, and he, he just said that they were splitting, and, and if, if I had any openings or was interested in, in playing at all this year, that he was looking for, for some partners. Interesting, interesting. And is that, I mean, this is obviously going to create some shakeups. This is a huge deal. Um, I believe it was a year-long commitment, but, I mean, I, I feel like year-long commitments are kind of a lot. Like, James is, I don't know. I don't know. I know you were saying, like, you like having the steady partner and everything, but James kind of misses uh, mixing it up. And I like mixing it up, but I'm not really sure what I want to do for next year. So, but... Does this would this change anything for you or like you and Dub are solid? You don't have any openings still. Right. Yeah. No. J Dub and I are playing the rest of the year together. Nice. Do you so, have any insight as to who Riley and or Matt are playing with now? No, actually. Um, who would you be most scared of, like Riley playing with? Um. Like I mean, Riley with anybody is gonna be tough. I don't know. I feel like I feel like he and Matt were were good together. Um, I don't know. I don't know who he's gonna try. Um, maybe I don't know. Tyler Loon have a lefty. Yeah, Loon comes to mind, right? I mean the Ernie, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who has openings like Julian, maybe Big H. You know, Jim Kloss would love that. Get some H action in there. You know what? It, I have the uh, I have the player standings pulled up in another tab. Mr. Hayden Patrick Quinn, number fourth overall. Wow. And uh, and and let's scroll down and let's find Dylan Frazier. Still scrolling, still scrolling. Uh, Thirty-one. So. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I was like twenty-five. I wasn't that good either. Yeah, twenty-five. That's that was that was tough. Um, but I think that'll be really interesting. We'll see how that shapes the rest of the men's results in 
2023 is what we are. Yep. My best friend just texted me. Uh, her family is pulling up to Ooh. South County, which is a park around here, with five professional paddles to play the most mid-game of pickleball you've ever seen. <laughs> it's so cute. Like, their family has gotten so obsessed with pickleball, and she was just here picking up some old paddles from me. Uh, oh, this is a little plug for Yola. So both James and I have given that family paddles. Me, Yola's, James Tucker's. They prefer the Yola's, <laughs> which I think is actually so funny. So I just gave them a bunch more. And uh, her older brother's, like, obsessed. Apparently he lost some 70-year-olds today, and he was like, He's looking at like $250 paddles and he's like <laughs> two five at best. At best. So just sorry, nice. I just wanted to interject that that bit. Um all right, let's now I guess we gotta talk about MOP. So Dylan What happened to BLQK this weekend? Then we can talk about what happened to the Hustlers, but the Hustlers I mean you guys lost Team Clean. We did not lose to Team Queen. Well you got twelfth place. So okay. Eleventh place. Really? Well, yeah, that's uh, it's not very good. Um, <laughs> we did not, <laughs> we did, we did not, we did not. Nobody, I feel like no one on the on the team had their had their A game with them. Um, at least not at the same time. Sometimes people were on and everybody else was off, but for the most part, we were we were, we all showed up with our our B game. Um, so couldn't couldn't recreate the little run that we had to the last tournament. Do you think it could have been because of your uniforms? I feel like the uniforms. No, I feel like the uniforms made it a bad situation just a little bit better. Oh really? Like, yeah. <laughs> if we had if we had the old uniforms, we probably. I mean, it can't get any worse than it was, but. I like I like the new uniforms. The new uniforms I thought were were fun. Did you? Yeah. I thought that on the women they weren't that bad, but I felt like on you and Federico, it was just it was so funny because it was so much material, and especially the ones that were like, I don't know if they were black or white. I think they were the the mostly black ones, and then it just had like the tribal print along the sides. I was just like, "What is going on? What is going on? They're just they're just trying to lose fast and get so they don't have to wear those things." <laughs> oh, but it was funny. Yeah, I mean, Mircha told me that your team only got like two total match wins. Is that true? Yes. Oh my God, that's really tough. Yeah. Rest in pieces. Um, BLQK. So Richie was looking like a complete genius after the last event, and uh, he'll have to have to bounce back. I don't know where that puts the BLQK in the overall standings, but definitely if if BLQK is to be a premier team, which I feel like it has to be in 2024, it's just BLQK. They're going to have to really draft smart and challenger. Yeah, it's uh the it, it's all dependent on this year though, right? Like last year and the, and the year before yeah, don't matter. It's a clean slate, so. It doesn't matter, but it's like, come on, like, Richie's got to pull through. Um, it was funny. I've never seen Richie, like, care so much. Uh, in the Challenger Super Final, he was getting so loud cheering for uh, the Breakers. I was like, dang, but I know he had also lost, like, a a lot of money that day on a game with him and Jesse versus Tim Parks and Adam Stone. Uh, so he was probably a little, <laughs> a little desperate for a dub, which unfortunately he didn't get. But uh, 
But yeah. Um, talk about the hustlers. Do you have any questions for me about yeah. the hustlers? Yeah. All right, let's go. I'm ready. What, I'm ready. what happened to the hustlers? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you guys have Rafa on your team. You should you know, at least Tim be Parks, in the playoffs. Tim Parks asked me. He goes, Anna, can you please get Dylan to stop the whole Rafa MLP deal? <laughs> <laughs> I said no. He's not gonna stop. <laughs> not gonna stop. He finds it so funny. Um, so sorry, Tim. I, I can't stop this. This is just. I think this is gonna continue indefinitely. Um, <laughs> That's like having Irina on your team and and not making the playoffs. I know. I don't know what to say. And, you know, it's on me because I played mixed with the guy. And uh, we didn't get a W. I feel like on the last day we shouldn't have done that probably because we should we have just planned on going 2-2. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like none of us played well at the same time. And I do feel like Roth was a little off, to be honest. Mm. Uh, he got, I think Tyson had people coming to the Hustler house giving for IVs. You know, Tyson really likes IVs. And Lace and I didn't get one. I didn't want to change anything. Rafa said he got one. And, like, at the end, they put in, like, something that he, it was, like, it was, like, supposed to be extra hydrating. And he felt like maybe he had a reaction to it. I don't know if that's, like, true or not. Like, if, if you know, he was just, that's how he felt. But. That could have been something that kind of nerfed our team. This is the guy that that tells people that he gets high off of drinking four day ones. <laughs> right. So so maybe he's pretty sensitive to uh, to things that, that change the system if four day ones get you high. You know what? That's true. I actually didn't see Rafa drinking that much day one this weekend. I think day one is uh, not in the in the pickleball game anymore. The oh, the, really? the pickleball contact I heard got fired. So they're not really in. I think that kind of fell through. Oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> day one. Any team with Rafa Hewitt on has got to, like, you just got to go buy the, you just got to get the day one shipped in. That's it. That's it. Oh, my God. Now it makes sense because I literally, now that I, you mentioned it, I didn't see any day one. Yeah. That's it. I don't even have to, like, talk about my own play. Like, that's that. Uh, that was the issue for our team. But, yeah, Lacey and I played pretty well, 2-1. and one. We lost to Lucy and Cali, but we were in it. Uh, but they were really motivated, playing really well. We were in a tough pool, honestly. I was the smash, the heroic performance by Vivian David and Kyle Yates to beat the Newmans is what got them in. That got them a 3-1 win. Did you watch that match, Dylan? I did not see that one. It was insane. Kyle was just – and apparently, like, Kyle – like, Travis was planning on him and Georgia playing the Newmans, and Kyle was like, no, like, I got Riley. I got Riley. And they're like, really? <laughs> you got Riley, big guy? And he did, and he, it, was, it was awesome to watch. It was really inspiring. He was just speeding up every single ball and just handling it. Um, that was fun to watch. But <sighs> That helps him out a lot because I know his name was being thrown around um, – when people were talking about people moving up and down from Premier to Challenger. So that, def that definitely helps this case. It really does. I mean, I still, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Um, you know, we were talking about Gabe. Both of us said Gabe, like, a few weeks ago. People were thinking Hayden after Mesa, of course. Uh, but 
now it's like who the heck knows what's going to happen and who knows who's really coming up it's like there are a lot of people in challenger who are really impressive but you know you had like brendan long have played well for us when he stepped in and then in uh and then he literally wins a ppa with tyson but then i watched him this weekend a good amount and i was not not too inspired so yeah a lot of people on that bubble and uh, we'll, we'll see how how it all shakes out You're asleep right now, Dylan. We need to fire up. All right, let's go. Fire up. Were there any teams or individuals that, like, really impressed this weekend? Obviously, we had Seattle Pioneers winning again, um, the Five getting second, ATX Pickleballers. I was really happy for them. The Mashers. Tell me about some things that, that were notable to you. I thought the the most notable was the, the outcome of the Super Final. Oh, right, the, of course. Ben losing twice. He played against... I actually didn't watch the match, but he, he played Julian both times, right? Yes, he did. And Julian Julian won both of them. The girls won. Um, 21-6. 21-6? Yes. Dang, that's that's pretty hard to do in uh, rally scoring. It's only been done a few times. Yeah, I think my impression of that match was Megan and Etta didn't come out the sharpest and they got really rattled, which also happened to them against Lacey and I. Lacey and I in the semifinal in Mesa, I think we beat them 21-7. Um, yeah, they, they were rattled, just missing a ton, ton of errors. Uh, Irene and Catherine were just speeding up everything, which is not something you should get away with against Megan and Etta, uh, but they played really clean. Irina was in full MLP GOAT mode. Um, I mean, they had to be. I was talking to Irina the day before when when the fives lost that dream breaker to Seattle, like Arena was so happy because if the fives win, then they were into the super final. Uh, and so she was like, we got to take advantage. Like <laughs> we had it in our hands and we messed up. Like we've got to take advantage. So they kind of came out with that mentality. And I thought the men's was really neck and neck. I felt like they got some lucky breaks, uh, Julian and Thomas, like off the net on big points that mattered. And then they just got hot. Uh, Tyler made did some things I wasn't used to seeing from him, like at a decently big point, like 16, 16, 15, something, like towards the end. He, like, reached in to attack a forehand and miss in the net, and you're just like, what was that? Yeah. Like, Tyler trying to reach in <laughs> kind of low, like from, from, like, a little below net level. I was just like, I've never seen the guy do that in men's. Um, but, yeah, Ben wasn't at his sharpest. And then in, in, in mixed, I mean – People could say, like, Ben lost twice, but James and I's impression of the mixed was just that Etta was, like, playing poorly and there wasn't much Ben could do, to be honest. Gotcha. He, he was trying to, like, towards the end, like, play hero ball, like, take over the entire court, but she was just popping up a lot of dinks, making a lot of uncharacteristic errors. I think just that's, like, the, the pressure of the first women's match, and they were still feeling it, and they were... They were on a big roller coaster of emotions, of course, from like winning, then having to play again, like less than a day later. So yeah, it's weird. I, you know, I, 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 do you think that? Well, I've I've heard some people saying like MLP is like too congested. Do you know what, what I mean by that? It's like no. too much. It's like too much in a weekend. It's like okay. no one can follow everything going on. Like literally, no one can. I don't think it's possible. To have a good yeah. lead on everything going on across Challenger and Premier. Like, I didn't really watch your team 
play at all. I didn't watch the St. Louis Shock play at all. Uh, there are lots of teams that I like feel like I didn't even see. Like I, I feel like I didn't even see Lena this weekend. Again, or like I, I barely saw DJ. It's like there's just too much going on. I think it's a lot of matches. It's a ton of matches. There's a ton of like storylines. It's like it's hard to follow who's like how much does each match matter. Um, yeah. And it's and then there's like challenger as well. So I think that's something for the league to kind of figure out is how to spread it out or just make it more digestible because it's really confusing even for people who understand what's going on. Yeah. It's a lot. And the super final on top of it too, I heard uh I can't remember who I was talking to, but it said that it wasn't like uh it's kind of deflating like the number like the kind of excitement that it got like being the super final because everybody was kind of tired of MLP already at that point like they already did the the final of the you know third event and then to top it off with the super final it's like having you know two super bowls in a row like the second one you just kind of lose interest a little bit yeah I, I actually I felt like that I, I felt kind of like man I don't really like care too much about this but then I was there physically, and the energy in person was actually still really, really good. Uh, so I think that made it for me more fun and interesting. But definitely like that morning, I was kind of like, oh, like I wish we weren't still here. Um, yeah. But James, James had ML Palooza, which was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed that a lot. I really enjoyed watching uh, the final, which was George's team, which had James Blake versus the real Dill, which was Vivian David's team. There was like honestly, it was the most epic dream breaker. One of the most epic dream breakers I've ever seen. I wish it was on, it had been broadcast, because it's like four O's just battling their hearts <laughs> out. Like, they're fighting so hard. And uh, Graham, who's a part owner of the Florida Smash, Travis's friend, had to play James Blake. First rotation goes 2-2. It was so hype. It was what so... Is, what is James Blake's level? Honestly, I think James is, like, maybe better than me. At least in a situation like that where he's, like, getting iced. And well, at least like, four or five. For sure. Oh, for sure. He's a 5-0. Oh, for sure. Like, just because he's getting iced, right? Because he's so much better than everyone, and, and he's, like, reaching and speeding up everything. Like, of course, in that context, he's way better than me. But as of right now, I would, you know, better at pickleball. But he's really good, and he's he was a, he was fun to watch. He's a really great guy. I coached James's team against that team. And it was quickly like, oh, this is bad. This is really bad. <laughs> no one's, no one's going to be able to hang with him. Um, and he's using a black ace. It's like, my guy, come on. Like, get something soft. Please. It's unfair. It's not right. Black um, ace has got some pop, for sure. It has a lot of pop. I don't, I don't, it's like nine millimeters. It's insane. Um, other notable MLP performances. Um, we've got a shout out. Matt Wright, I think, just turning around the the Milwaukee Masters as well as DJ Young did get team clean from 12th to 11th place, maybe with some help from Dylan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was awesome. I, I was awesome to see. I hope Matt and Lucy play season two now because I know that they were two of the people who were a little like not really wanting to. Everyone kind of knows that, uh, but I hope that having like so much fun this event makes them want to yeah. do it. You know, you you might have to like try to get them on the same team, else. Might, you know, they might not enjoy it so much, but watching them, did you see them cheering for J Dub in yeah. the trigger against the fives? <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. I was like sitting on the other side from them, and they weren't getting that loud until the Kawamoto's like 
went like 5-3 against Leia and Anna Lee in the first rotation, then they started yeah. to believe. They were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like when Jade went 3-1. And then I texted Lucy. I was like, you guys are being so funny. And I, like, ran over there. And I was, like, sitting near them, the rest of the Dream Breaker. It was just, it, it was so funny. And Jadub is, like, looking and pointing at them. And I'm like, <laughs> does Jadub even like Matt? Like, yeah. does Jadub <laughs> like Matt? Does it? Does he understand that the reason they're they're cheering for him is so that they can get a buy? I don't really think it like it matters why it was like hype, um, but but does Jada like Matt and Lucy? How do you um, know? I, I mean, I don't, I don't think he. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. just just because I mean, I know Matt chirps a lot against you guys, and against. Yeah, I mean that's on, on the court. On the court, definitely a little tension, but off the court, I think. They're fine. Everything's yeah, good. It was, just, it was just so. It was just really funny, like how, and and like the meme that they look like proud parents. Literally, what they look like. <laughs> they were getting more hype than Julie Johnson. They were going <laughs> crazy, and it was just so funny. Uh, that was right after we had lost, and I was pretty upset. But seeing that kind of turned around my mood. I'd have to say. Um, yeah, that was great. But, yeah, MLP's always a blast. I think that there's a lot of things for them to keep working on um, as a whole. But I'm excited for the next season. Uh, Another notable thing was the, the Fives' performance in Dream Breakers at this past MLP. Because on paper, you'd think that they win the vast majority of the time. Just staring, like... Staring into the... I mean... James is a good singles player. He just said it's my fault. He just said it's my fault. But, but on paper, you've got you've got Annalie and Leia, the top two singles players on the female side, James and Hayden, who are good singles players. And they kind of blow it. I mean, it's, I don't it's, think it's even just this event. I think it's like all season long. They lost to the hard eights in a dream breaker. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in Daytona. They, yeah, they beat BLQK in uh, Arizona. Yeah, but like our career, I think our dream breaker is like four and four, like something not. Good. It's like yeah, I think it's like that sounds about right, like four and four. Like in Mesa, I think you guys. We, went, we won our first. We went, we went three, we, we went and, three one. and one because then you lost to us. They went three and one, one and one, and then whatever you were. So your record is not good. No. In the dream breakers, um, so James, are you going to be playing more singles? No. He says no. <laughs> Owners need to draft me under the impression that I am a singles player ranking from 10 to 20. I'm not a top You 10 want James player. to be the second best singles player on your team. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> 10 to 20 singles player. Like, I'm like a, you know. I'm Is no Hayden better than you? No. No. But I'm no <laughs> Frazier. Poor H. Poor H had to play so many women in Dream Breakers. Like, I, I just felt bad for Hayden. He always had to, he was the guy who always did that because Annalie was playing a man like 75% of the time, which yeah. I don't think was always smart. No, I don't think so. Yeah, because it's like, against men, it's about even for her and a lot of number two men, or like the number two men should win, but then you're putting Hayden in a tough spot, whereas... Yeah. AL, like, his athleticism is so much better than other women, but against, like, Loong, it's like, Loong is still more athletic than her. You know, he's yeah. going like, to run more stuff down, so. I don't know. Um, interesting on the whole Dreamberg strategy. I feel like now, 
now I feel like the dream breaker is less about having like those great singles players. It's more about just having like people who are clutch. Almost. Like you know? Rafa. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have to talk did you see Rafa's finish to our dream breaker against the Florida Smash? Yeah, I did. And he was well, talking he went, about it. He went right handed. Yeah. It was absurd. It was absurd. You know, you think the point's over, and it's like, I think if Rafa didn't win that point, it was, we were frozen, I think, but it was going to come to me. Uh, and I was just like, please, like, don't let it come to me, because Georgia was beating me. I think Georgia was up, like, 5-3, and Georgia was with the win, and she was cannoning that serve, and I was really struggling. <laughs> I was really struggling. And I was just like, oh, no, this is going to come back to me. But uh, thankfully, Rafa went right-handed, and I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even like we didn't even like run onto the court because we were so shocked. I was like, he went right handed. Um, yeah, yeah. Rafa's clutch. Rafa doesn't get tight though. You know we know that Rafa does not get tight at the Dream Breaker. He's your guy when it's eighteen eighteen. For um, sure. Federico and I were talking to him after after that match, and and Fed was like, you know, you didn't you, you didn't look incredibly excited after after you won that that Dream Breaker like you did his classic. Yeah, but it, wasn't, up, but it wasn't like an explosion of emotion as like you're kind of expecting from him. And he said that he was just disappointed with how the, his two doubles games went. He didn't think that you guys should have been in that situation to begin with. So we shouldn't have been. The men were up 2013 against Kyle and Travis and lost. And then uh, me and Rafa lost to Vivian and Kyle. And like, I, we feel like we should have won that. Um, yeah. So yeah, we were it was a little little dis- yeah. The men's loss was disappointing, especially it happened so fast and they were just cruising. It wasn't even close. It was so dominant. And then I think they only had they lost their first match point, and I think they had one more, and that was it. It was just a it was like a ten two rally scoring run for uh, Travis and Kyle. So it was it was like oh shoot, <laughs> it happened quickly. Um, but he still he got done first in the Dream Breaker, but hurts because if we had won that match more dominantly on the whole, I think we would have advanced and not and not the Smash. But that's how it goes at MLP. Uh, who do you think was a steal of the draft, Dylan, at the premier level? Steal of the draft? Well, I think I think Hayden. I think Hayden's uh, probably that guy. This this last one, he played really well. Being fourth yeah. on the standings as a as a fourth round pick, or the last guy pick, right? Yep. The last pick, just the last pick of the draft, and he's number four in the standings. He stepped up a lot. Um, I think Hayden is definitely in that conversation. Yeah. I mean, the five saving grace is honestly that James and Hayden did so well as a men's team, considering I think across the season, Leia and Annalie took five losses which is a lot more than you expect from that women's team. So if Hayden and James don't play so well, I think Hayden and James' overall record was like, like after Mesa was like eight and three. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah, like after after the Mesa event. So they, they played great. It was huge for that team. I'm going to say it was a Julian, though. I'm going to say I think Julian was a steal of the draft. Uh, third round pick, but played like a beast. Of course, he's got some volatility, but they don't win the super final if he doesn't, if he's not hot that day and he was hot I'm gonna say Julian Mr. Julian Arnold would be my pick um who was the MVP of this past MLP Mr. Ben Johns okay and like well earned it's gotta be yeah it's gotta be Ben um Megan getting it last time you know I 
initially I was kind of like, mm, it's got to be Ben, though. Come on. But then, you know, Megan's record was so good, and she's the person on the team who never plays with Ben. So I was like, all right, like, fair. Uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad Ben got it this time. It's, it's like, of course, it should be Ben. If the fives yeah. win, then there's a little bit of discussion. Should it be Anna Lee? Some people were saying Hayden. I still think it should be Anna Lee, though. But maybe it should be Hayden, too. I think either would have been fair. But glad, glad Ben won it. James is just in here casually trying to lower his draft stock. He's just walking <laughs> Mikey's like, someone told me I should go below above Dylan. I said, no way. No way I should go above Dylan. Right, Dylan? James just said, there's no way I should go above you. Right, Dylan? I mean, the lower you go, the better. Everyone is just casually Dylan, trying to tank their draft stock. Dylan is way, Dylan should go way higher than me. Right, Dylan? There's no, there's no events between now and, uh, and the next draft, right? No. no. Okay. So that was it. When is the next draft? I think it's July 9th, but I'm not certain of it. Okay. Dylan, Dylan should go top six, top five. Dylan should go top five and not five. James should go 15 to 20. <laughs> Where should Anna go? One. No. <laughs> no. Don't do it. Obviously, Dylan should go above both of us. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. James and I should go 12, 13. That's, that's where we should go. <laughs> what is it? That 12-13 spot. That 12-13 is a sweet spot. Yeah, everyone loves the 12-13 spot. It's like, it's kind of crazy, though, because that's where the, the Breakers had. The Breakers had the 12-13 spot in Challenger. And if they do what I've heard, you know, I, I don't know definitively what they're doing, but they might be, like, swapping picks. So if you had the 12th pick, you're going to have the first pick. So if the Breakers do that, they just won Challenger, then they're going to have the first pick. They're going to take Ben. They're going to be in a great spot to just... Yeah absolutely sweep and uh and then get Ben again in the 2024 season but so the so the bay area breakers is low key low key high key crushing it um all right let's talk a little bit about challenger uh what did you think of vivian glosman did you watch her play at all uh, only a few points i saw the last her her last few points her and christian against um Ryler and who was it, Emily Ackerman? Yes. And uh, not the uh, not the super final, but in like the semifinal of them of the MLP. I thought she was playing well. The few points I saw. Yeah, it's like it's tough. I felt like some of the women who I thought were potential high upside picks in the last round of Premier did not have particularly outstanding weekends uh like rihanna valdez tyra vivian played well you know but but like she she didn't play as well as rachel summers right they got they got fourth place or you know they lost in the semifinal and they took two women's doubles losses eva and rachel had only lost once on the whole year and they lost twice in group play and also in in the quarters or in in the semi i guess and then you know they they don't win the super final, so you can't say that she played as well as Rachel. Um, but I don't think she played badly at all. It just it's just kind of it's like okay, that she she's still probably the best pickup of the 
of the shuffle draft, but it's not like that's like a, oh, a shoe in for uh, for premier performance. So I think it should be really interesting. Um, on the male side, who would your like first ins be? Pablo first. Yeah. Um, Connor Garnett second probably. Yeah. And then Christian. Yeah, I thought Connor Garnett looked really impressive to me. I especially in singles, he was very clutch in that last super final dream breaker going um, 4-0 against Christian in the last rotation so Ryler could send it home. Uh, that was that was pretty cool to see. So I don't know, yeah, I, Connor pretty impressive. I think he's only getting better. Christian as well, but I just worry that a lot of the stuff that he gets away with in Challenger will not work at the premier level. So... We'll see about him. It's going to be a really interesting, really messy draft. I think we also may see some kind of like loyalty picks. Like the Chicago Slice, they're probably more likely to take Susanna or Connor in the fourth round, right? Yeah. If you need a man or a woman, or like um, the Orlando Squeeze might be more likely to take a Bobby, right? They're just more inclined to personal relationship. Uh, it's going to be super, super, super interesting. Uh, we'll see how the draft shakes out. Dylan, have you heard anything about the split? you're expecting of men and women in the first round of the premier draft i've heard i've heard a lot of people say like seven guys seven guys five girls is what they're predicting james and i were hearing nine three this weekend isn't that crazy nine guys three girls yeah wow that's crazy i don't think it'll be that drastic a difference but i think more guys nine which girls do you think go first round? Um, if Anna not, Lee. yeah. Catherine. Oh. <laughs> He's not going to say me. He's not going to say me. I guarantee you. <laughs> that's good for you, though. You want to go later. No, that's true. Okay, so who else? If you think it might be like 7-5 or 8-4. Um... Lucy, if she plays. Um, I don't know. It's close. Maybe. Georgia. Georgia I, just, I would like George and J-Dub not to be on the same team. That would be nice. But it's not like something. I don't. I don't think they'll be on the same team. I think the they'll be drafted too high. Yeah, probably. It would be scary if they were on the same. That'd team. be that'd be good for them if they got on the same team. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Um. Okay, is there anything else we should talk about? I don't think I necessarily had anything else in my in my notes. Uh oh, Mr. AJ Kohler, where does he get drafted? He had a four and two record this weekend, actually. So I was happy for him. Like, signed with Takea, new paddle. He might be feeling good. Maybe, maybe he's going to play some with Riley. Who knows? Same sponsor. Um, where does Mister AJ Kohler get drafted? What do yeah. you think? It's hard he's, to say. If there are so many people who are really, really hard to place, and he is definitely one of them. With uh, with some of like, I mean, like him and Jesse lost three and three to Leia and Travis, I think, in Texas. And you just that's just a result. You just got to like scratch your head out. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, it's like, I mean, I feel like I mean, I feel like his his range and level is, uh, you know, he's a pretty volatile player. But 
for the same reason you'd want to draft a Julian Arnold, you want to you'd want to draft a, an AJ Kohler because when he's playing yeah. when he's playing really well, he's tough to beat and and he can take you to the finals. Yeah, it's a good point. Whew, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be super messy. It'll be super exciting though. I'm sure that a lot of the teams are doing a lot more research and working a lot harder for this draft than they did the first because for any team that's not like the barrier breakers that's not in the top four of premier standings it's like you need to have a good season to have a chance to stay in premier like you can't bank on like having a mediocre season and and kind of sweeping through for next year they're thinking that they're going to split it up and uh or they're not going to split it up it's just going to be one one season next year yeah, one season, and I don't know how relegation is going to work, but 12 starting Premier, 12 starting Challenger. Okay. I think it's going to be tough. How many events? I've heard eight. Okay. Nice. Yeah. All right. I think that's all, Dylan. Thank all right. you for putting the hat back on. Maybe I'll wear a fun hat next episode. You should. We should just both wear fun hats. That should just be something we do. What's so, your most fun hat? I have one that says Daddy's Home. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that my mom made for James. <laughs> Maybe that. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.